Hello, beautifuls! I hope you're doing well today. This is the first episode of the Life of a Pre-Med series. I'm here with my first guest, Claire Babcock. Claire? Hi, everybody. I hope you guys are doing amazing. So, Claire, why don't you tell them what is your major, what is you associated with pre-med, and what you're going into, what's your goals? Cool. Okay, so I'm a third-year student at Texas Tech. I am a biology major with a chemistry minor. I'm hoping to graduate next fall, um, if not next spring, which would be right on time for me. Um, going into college and even throughout high school, I always knew that medicine was a career that I wanted to pursue. And so coming to college, I decided to major in biology as that's the most streamlined path to getting all the prerequisites required for mm -hmm. the MCAT. And so hopefully after graduation, I will start applying to medical schools. I'm intending to take a gap semester slash gap year okay, yeah. just to get some more work experience mm -hmm. and then studying for the MCAT during that time. Um, but hopefully, if all goes well, I'd like to graduate medical school and then match into an emergency medicine residency program. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Are you going to be doing research along with your gap semester when you're studying? It depends on my graduation timeline. If I mm -hmm. decide I want to do my honors thesis okay. and graduate in the spring, I could potentially study for the MCAT alongside of that. So yeah. then I could start applying right out the gate right when I graduate. But if I've graduated, then I'll no longer be affiliated to do research at the university. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably mm -hmm. just seek employment at like a hospital or something. Well, yeah, because it's a lot harder to find research outside of school for right. sure, especially if you don't know anyone personally in in medicine or is doing research I think it's a lot more difficult for sure but like in terms of what you want to do I think that's really cool I didn't know you wanted to go into emergency that's so cool there's a book that you should read it's called letters from the pit it's by dr. Patrick J Crocker he actually is a doctor from where I'm from um, central Austin and he worked at what's now the st. Jude's hospital and the teaching hospital for UT Austin and so he was wrote a book that com was compiled, like a bunch of letters in a format that he would send to his friends over the years of his career, talking about just his personal life in the emergency medicine. And lots of funny stories, lots of patients that he'd come and see. And it's really, it's a really great book. I just finished it, my mom got it for me. And I really liked it. I think I'm gonna start reading more medicine-related books. I mean, I already read, you know, just like fiction or young adult or whatever, but I really think that it's important to also kind of be more pre prepared. Because if someone who doesn't do research, you don't really know how to apply your science. Does that make sense? Right, and also funny and very off just from that, I know that a lot of medical schools, when you're doing your interviews, they'll ask you questions like, what's the last book you've read? Or really? Like, yeah, so they'll ask you questions Interesting. Um, pertinent to like, or, or maybe like, what's going on in the news right now, or what's the wow. most recent research article that you've read? So it's definitely important to stay attuned to things that are going on and then just reading in general, because I think that's a pretty common um, conversation for medical school interviews. Wow, which okay. Is interesting. The questions they ask are... They're unique. I mean, I think they're also meant to stump you. Right. Because this day and age, people don't read. Exactly. People don't read, which is an episode that I discuss, the emphasis of reading. And I think that this is just another example of why it's important is I did not know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it makes sense though. Right. They want to see if you're actually passionate about this field that you're going into, not just like the money, the title, the clout, you know, yeah. you actually are participating as much as you can given the limited amount of information you have, right. you know? And I think a lot of um, admissions committees see students who are, you know, mostly focused on their academics. And mm -hmm. so their extracurriculars Suffer. or things that contribute to the, the you know, whole application are lacking. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you might have somebody come in there and as an admissions committee member, you'll be like, oh, what's the last book you've read? And they're like, oh, like my biochemistry book, you know? So many people just get sucked into trying to perform academically in it. Yeah. takes away from their whole application. They forget about those ap those other aspects. Right, and you know, to a certain extent, I understand that, mm -hmm. and I do buy into it partially just because I realize that, you know, if I'm not performing at a certain academic level, then I'm not even going to be considered. No, exactly. You have to get your foot in the door, and having good grades is just the baseline, but I think it's also important to realize, at least to some extent, or be just know that, everyone has to have good grades right and then you know that fuller application portion is how they decipher mm -hmm. you know you have all of these people with similar grades good grades you know solid mcat scores so now we have to see what they do in the real life to separate the ones that we want to admit to our school and so it is important to focus on your extracurriculars um, but you know you don't want to prioritize extracurriculars and things that you know make your resume look good if you're lacking and your GPA and MCAT, which is unfortunate, but unfortunately that's just the way that admissions committees have to sort through all those applicants. Yeah, they're just doing their job trying to figure out, you know, the importance. I mean, I think it also comes down to the student individually trying to figure out what is important, you know, because there's not, a, there's only so much time in the day right. where you can dedicate to things. I mean, I know that there are, I mean, I'm being pulled in a hundred different directions. Kind of reminds me of that high school musical song. Because it's so true. Right. We have so many responsibilities. We're not just a student, you know. We're trying to have a social life somewhat. Um, be a good friend. If you're in a relationship, you're trying to be a good girlfriend, good boyfriend, good significant other. It's hard, you know, trying to manage what exactly that means, especially when you're trying to still build a future that you're going towards, but you still want to enjoy life now. Yep. It's really hard. And honestly, I know I can say that my social life isn't, isn't where it needs to be and where I want it to be, you know? And yeah. it's really hard. It's yes. really hard, which... All of these are things we're going to discuss in the series, especially as a pre-med, because I've always said, you know, I've recently been having these types of conversations just to kind of like get this idea in my head to see how I can put it out here. But I was thinking like pre-med students really live on a different plane of reality. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that in a lot of senses. Um, not to say that there's some sort of like hierarchy of majors and their difficulty, not to have no, like for sure. that, you know, elitist kind oh, of Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Stereotype that no. a lot of pre-meds, you know, think that we're better than everybody else. Or and outsiders it, think, which is also another thing we work right, on. Right, and it, it's not that, it's not that anybody necessarily thinks they're better than each other, it's just that the day-to-day -day is different. Oh, for sure. You know, for somebody like myself, if I'm not in class, I'm probably studying for classes. 
and if I'm not studying for classes, I'm likely going to some sort of supplemental instruction. And so my day is heavily structured around, you know, school. And it's a sacrifice that you have to make, um, especially if you're not somebody who's just super out the gate smart. You know, mm-hmm. I'm somebody who has to study. Work at being smart. Work, it, I'm not just going to get an A, which is unfortunate. Some people are. That. And yes, some people definitely are. But I understand that if I want to get the grades that I need to get, I'm going to have to sacrifice school, or I'm going to have to sacrifice my social life over yeah. school. No doubt. See, that's what it's... It, she's right in that it's not a hierarchy. We're not saying we're better than you. We're not saying that our field or profession does makes us better. We're saying that it. we don't have as much free time on our hands because all of the time that we spend is investing into our future. We go to a lot more schooling. I mean, it's not just undergrad. We are dedicating at least 10 years of our lives more to continue just getting the education we need to get into this job we want. And then if you want to specialize, that's like another, what, five, six years? Yeah. Yeah, so even though it's not saying we're better, we do sacrifice a lot to gain that reputation and kind of earn that whole thing of like, okay, we see what you're doing. It is above and beyond. We're saving lives, you know, it's not, it's not like someone who's working at a desk and saving people through paperwork, or I don't know, it's like, you are physically handling people's health, which can sometimes ultimately leave your, their life in your hands. It's not, it, it's not, a, it's not a job for everyone. Right, and, and it's definitely not, and I think that there's a lot of smart people out there and you know, smart people aren't always doctors and lawyers. Mm-hmm. And oh, for sure. And you know, it. Some people are just they just gravitate toward medicine, and it's mm-hmm. something that they're passionate about. Oh yeah, and for sure. And I think that for somebody who's not interested in medicine, watching somebody put so much effort into school and watching it subtract so much from their life and their college experience is confusing. It's hard for them to understand. It's like, what, why? You know, like, why right. are you studying so much? Oh, for sure. And then I've noticed as well, when you're friends with someone who is not a pre-med, and when you try to basically vent out about school, classes, professors, whatever the case may be, even when you try to talk to them, it's not, you can't, it, you can't fully be satisfied with what they say. Does that make sense? Have you ever felt yeah. like that? You know, it's like you are venting about a really hard class or you're trying to discuss OCHEM 2 and you really just don't understand the concepts and you're having to stay up till 11 to 12, which I've been doing this past month, going to the library every single day. And even when you try to tell your friends, they're like, well, why are you doing that? Or like, that seems really hard. Maybe you should change. No. I mean, I know I've been through that. What do you, have you been through that as well? Yeah, I totally get it. I think just by default, since, you know, a lot of pre-medical students are biology majors, we inherently take the same classes. Mm-hmm. And so we're surrounded with a bunch of other pre-med students. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, coming to school here, I'm not from Texas. I didn't know anybody going to school here. And so just because of the classes that I was taking, I was surrounding myself and making connections with mostly pre-med students. Right. So in that, we did have, you know, a bonding, a similarity over the struggles, over the difficult classes, over the chaos, 
Um, but of course, I do have friends who aren't pre-med, or they might be going into a different field of medicine, such as nursing. And you know, I it's it's different. It is. But it's it is. my main yeah. thing is that I don't want to make it seem as though the classes that I'm taking or the frustrations that I have are greater than those of people in different majors. Oh, for sure. To think that you know I'm complaining, but I just think my life is so much harder than theirs. Um, almost in kind of like a discounting way and so that's why sometimes I stay away from you know going into the weeds about talking about school with my friends who aren't pre-med because I just don't want to give off the idea that I think my life is super hard and I'm so miserable and then have them be like well you're kind of doing it to yourself no see but that's see that's a good way of going about it because if you think about it it's still the underlying agreements that they won't relate right because again when you're not going into all of these, if just when you're not in it, it's really hard to put yourself in those shoes. Right. And I think, see, the, re, the way I go about it is I do, and then they still don't understand. Yeah. Whereas you don't talk about it to avoid getting that same result that I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think that I also just try to separate um, school and personal life which is very difficult seeing as most of my close friends are in my classes, we're in school together, and so we're naturally going to talk about academic-related things. Um, But, you know, it it goes back to the way that I kind of divide my life into quarters, more so halves now that we're in the school year. You know, school is my place where I study, it's where I'm focused. Home is the place where I can relax. Um, personally, I don't study at home. A lot of people find that really weird. I don't study at home at all. Oh, no, neither do I. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just like to keep my, you know, my half separate. And <laughs> That's so do I. And try not to, you know, bring home my frustrations with school. Also, 1,000%. My stress. 1,000%, um, yeah. I get stressed. I mean, I wouldn't say I get stressed easily, but I would say that I'm, you know, normally at a stress level of a 3.5 to 4 on just a given day. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really try to not let those things affect my relationships at home or outside of school. And you know, obviously, things happen. Things are gonna bubble up. I'm gonna get mad, and then I'm gonna take it out on somebody else. But yeah, I really just try to separate those portions of my life for my own sake and the sake of the people around me. Yeah, that's really smart. And I think that even if you weren't considering it for the other people, it's really what's best for you as well. Right. Um, yeah, I've also noticed, yeah, I love, I study the library. You know, I don't go, I don't like to bring home my, like you said, I don't like to bring home those burdens. And how I think of it is just a different, I like to keep certain spaces for a different mindset. Exactly. I think that's really, really important too. Um, and then whenever we decide to talk about, you know, study habits, I think finding a place where you can focus and sticking to that place is really important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has helped me miraculously. You know, I usually study in the exact same place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's my place where I can focus. Oh, for sure. And I can get my stuff done. And then after that, you know, I can go home or I can change locations. And it's a more relaxed atmosphere. But Mm -hmm. I, I think it also, you know, that reliance on a certain area for studying comes to the fact that I have trouble 
you know, acclimating to different areas and then trying to sit down and focus in those areas. I just like my space, you know, I like everything squared away. So I do like I, to set yeah. Up my books. Mm-hmm. Get to work yes. in my little corner. Oh, my yeah. Cool on the fifth floor of the library. Oh, I'm going to have to look at there. And just, you know, knock it out. Um, I love to use a whiteboard. And so, you yeah. Know, sometimes I'll rent one of those little quiet study rooms. Oh, okay. And yeah, it works pretty good. But obviously, you know, whatever works for you personally. That just works for me. No, yeah, I think it's so important to figure out what works for you. So just a routine. I think establishing routines is Routine is very, very mandatory. And if you are a pre-med student and you haven't gotten down to schedule, get down to schedule. Yeah. Because when push comes to shove, you could be smart and get all A's, be really successful grade-wise, but if you don't know how to manage your time, and if you are not organized, there is no way that you can handle the rigor and the expectations that come with being in this field. Like, it's just true. Yeah, and I think a lot of people when they come to college, including myself, have a very rude awakening because they realize, I, I don't know how to study. And yeah. I had mm-hmm. that rude awakening, and oh, my so second did I. semester, I yeah. was like, okay, got it down path. I know how to study now, which I'm thankful for. And I mean, I'm still struggling. And I like, think it's hard for people to learn how to study. You know, it oh, sounds like yeah. such a simple su- thing, su- such a simple phrase, almost kind of meaningless. Like, what do you mean learn how to study? Easier said than but done. But it's like, yeah. you need to learn how to study for you. Oh, for sure. And, you know, throughout college, especially these last two years, I've you know, implemented a lot of like peer studying, studying with people as well as like tutoring and sharing my notes. But through all of that, I always remind the people that I'm studying with that just because this is how I study doesn't mean it's how you have to study. Yeah, for sure. Because when you, you could ask for help all you want. You know, you could, because I think that is what, honestly, I've been going through really recently is I'll just be asking, well, how do you study? How do you study? Or, um, and they all give me different types of answers. And especially when um, I had an OCHEM 2 exam coming up, and so I decided that I wanted to get a few of these people that I, found, that, you know, I met through class, and we can get together and review. And we all got together, and we started you know, reviewing and going over what we know, and... What I found from that is everyone's brains works differently. Yes. We all think differently. We all process the same thing that we're supposed to learn a different way. Like one girl, she had flashcards to memorize these reactions. Another one would think it out in their head, put it in their own words, regurgitate it, say it out loud, and that's how they learn it. Another one would just Memorized by writing it down constantly over and over and over again. Or another one would read the textbook purely and just get it from the textbook. I found from that review session, I learned an invaluable lesson really that I don't think I would have picked up until that moment or if it never happened, it would take me a lot longer to realize this, but everyone is different in how they study. So as much as I could ask how someone studies, it isn't until I figure it out for myself, what that is for me, that it's gonna truly help or make a difference. Right, and I think there's a lot of discussions, especially I've heard professors talking about it, 
you know, asking students, how do you study? What are you doing? And for me, I've never really used flashcards, not saying that they're bad. Um, I know a lot of professors say that using flashcards purely as memorization or simply writing things down as a source of memorization isn't necessarily helpful at these higher level courses because they're going to test you on a wide understanding, like an active recall. You know, you have to be able to piece all these factors together, and so you really have to understand the whole picture. And sometimes by rewriting things or using flashcards, it kind of subtracts from that whole understanding and kind of refines it down to memorization, which, mm -hmm. you know, I think, it, I mean, it really, again, it depends on the person. I'm not going to knock it until I try it. Exactly. I'm probably not going to try it. But <laughs> you know, no, no, like, no, for sure. It's, it's fine. No, yeah. And the way that I study, you know, a lot of people are like, how do you study? And mm -hmm. it's an interesting question because I think one of the most important things is being able to be flexible and adaptable in your study. Oh, yeah. Because, because I have studied a time and, you know, I'm realizing this isn't working anymore. I used this exact same method on the last exam. I did fine. I did well. Mm -hmm. But now me sitting here, it's not it's not entering the channels of my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm reading the words on the paper and I'm writing them down, but this isn't working for me. And so I often find myself augmenting my study style. And it's, you know, learning how to be flexible in your study style is kind of an uncomfortable thing to do. Oh, for sure. Because it's like, well, it worked last time, so why don't we just crank it out and do it this time? Well, it's also just because... As humans, we're just, we really don't like things to change. Right. At all. And so, teaching yourself to be okay with that is very important. And this applies to whatever type of study you decide to go into. If you're a pre-med listening to this, or if you're a non-pre-med, these are all lessons that are totally invaluable. And just on another branch of what it means to be adaptable in study, you could be taking four classes all science-based, but they all require different ways of learning. Yep. They're not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be the same at all. But um, it's, it's really up to figuring out what works for you. Yep. And I can say personally that I'm still working through that. It's hard. I mean, I'm a third-year student as well. I'm majoring in microbiology, and I'm minoring in chemistry and psychology, which I'll I'm going to double major in psychology. We'll get into that later in another episode. But I do sometimes feel like being a third year, I should have this figured out. And that's hard for me to process. We're all supposed to be at a certain level. And sometimes it feels like I'm below that par or below what's supposed to be where you're at. And I don't know where to go with that. And again, that's something I have to work on. For sure. It's difficult. I mean, like I was saying, I've, between the span of two tests, so like three, four weeks max, yeah. I've changed entirely how I study. Really? Every sem yeah. Every semester, I, you know, it depends on the class. Huh. And I get into the class See, and then I realize class. how am I going to have to study for this mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. You know, right now I'm taking physics to um, biochem, genetics. So just, you know, the, those three science classes in and of themselves, I studied for those classes entirely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm taking principles of microbiology, genetics, and OCHEM 2. And again, all different ways of studying, all different ways of attacking those classes. Right. And that's also something that's totally different between 
what the reality is of college and the realities of high school, which yeah. again is something we'll get into. But this is really just an introduction of me, of Claire, yep. seeing, getting to know us and summary of what we plan on talking about here for the rest of the series. And surprise, she's a co-host for this new series, and I'm really, really excited. I know she is too. Yes, I'm super excited, you know, to just talk about some of these things because it's important, you know. We'll get into how toxic and damaging Uh to one's mental health, you know, the pre-med culture can be, Mm -hmm. um, how competitive it can be, and how damaging it can be when other students try to construct some sort of like hierarchy yeah, or for they sure. perpetuate these negative stereotypes and stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know, especially for OCHEM. Oh my God. People so oh. for that class and it's, it's, it's really disappointing because it's heartbreaking. go now. into that class really scared already and then when you're having instructors or peers or student, you know, TAs furthering the ideas that this class is just so hard and yada 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 you're essentially setting up the students for failure and it's something that I have resented from the beginning and I still resent it now and you know I strongly believe that given the right materials and having a student who really wants to succeed anybody can do well in that class I don't understand why there's such this gatekeeping oh Um, for sure you know like I I mean, I'm not going to name drop, but there have been a few um, student, you know, leaders who do, like, review sessions, but really um, in the most respectful way possible pissed me off, because they just came to the SI session essentially being like, you're better than everybody, or they're better than everybody because they got an A in the class, but this class is so hard and it's going to be so hard for you. Yeah. It's just really disappointing. It is. But yeah, this is Claire. Yeah, sorry. I went down a rabbit hole. Oh, no, but you're fine. You're fine. I love her passion, and this is another reason she's the co-host on this Life of a Pre-Med because I think it's really important, I think, just, again, to get the voice out there because, like I said, it's not something that's really talked about. There's not a lot of platforms that people who are pre-med can talk about or decide to talk about. Like, there's Dr. Mike. We've all heard him, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's so hot, bro. Anyway, besides the point, he's like, even he is irrelevant in terms of how ever changing the process is, what the life is, what the culture is. There are certain underlying themes that say the same, but even then, he's still outdated in terms of what it is like to be a pre-med now in this day and time. And that's why I want to talk about it. And especially for someone who isn't a pre-med, can maybe try to understand us a little bit because is something that if you aren't in it, you won't truly know. So hopefully this is a great introduction and we're gonna see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.